0: Welcome to the Better the Pond podcast. In each episode, Warren Berry, CEO and founder of Instinctive Solutions, talks to amazing people doing incredible
1: things that lead the charge of generosity. We'll discover what makes each guest a bit of an odd duck and how they continue to better the pond around us.
0: The migration starts right now with our host, Warren Berry. and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Better the Pond podcast, where we talk to amazing people doing incredible things that lead the charge of generosity. My name is Warren Berry, and I'm your host and the founder of Instinctive Solutions, where we believe that everyone is an odd duck, but that's what makes them awesome. Today, our guest is Hugh Keynes, a fisherman's son on the Newfoundland coast turned plastic recycler to help save the planet. Yep, that's Hugh. Hugh's humble beginnings and strong sense of community has weaved throughout his life and his belief in people, passion, and purpose. Hugh grew up in wanting more and being more. He is not only leading and setting the example for the people in his company, but for the world. Hugh's and Clean River Recycling's mantra is never waste a moment. And when you hear him talk about it, it will move you. Thank you for everything that you do to better a much cleaner and safer pond. Ladies and gentlemen, Hugh (laughs) Keynes. So Hugh Keynes, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy life to be a guest on my Better the Pond podcast. I am honored to have you here, my friend.
1: Well, Warren, it's a pleasure to be here and it's a pleasure to connect with you again. Yeah, so we met, what, a couple years ago, I guess, through Tech Canada? Yes, we did. Uh,
0: When we were out in, I think we were out in Vaughan, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And you were doing uh, you a were...
1: presentation on uh, on Kobe. Yes, exactly. Uh, and impressed the heck out of me.
0: <laughs> well, you were just one of the guys that um, you really, you just stood out to me. And there was a sum about you. And I think it was just it was your positivity. It was just your candor, uh, your engagement. Uh, you were with me the whole time, and and so that was just one of the, you were just one of those people that I just felt the need to connect with. Um, and as well as the work that you're doing with, with clean river recycling, right, which you're doing uh, your part to better the pond and make, you're, you're trying to keep my pond clean. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> So that, that uh, actually really impressed me. No, but you're just, I was really impressed by you and, um, and, you know, keeping these connections. And I really thought it'd be really important to hear your story on the podcast.
1: Well, very good. You know, I'm looking forward to the conversation, and uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I don't have a problem sharing with you, uh, you know, uh, my background and what I've learned over the years, and uh, my philosophy on things, for so what it's well, worth. It.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, then, in, in saying that, here we go. So, Hugh, I want to know what got you from being a gosling, and when I say gosling, I mean I'm, we're taking you way back to the, your humble beginnings to the so went to when you left the nest to where you are today. Hugh Keynes. what is your backstory?
1: Okay, you know what, I'm gonna go way back with you, uh, Warren. And I guess you could probably pick up an accent here. <laughs> and uh, I'm a Newf- from Newfoundland and I'm proud of it. Uh, I was born uh, in this small little outport called Point Rosie, no roads, uh, 12 families, reselled when I was three to a, to a, a, a town called Garnish. 500 people. Everyone knows your name. You've, you've heard of that. And uh, I think that's where I got my sense of community and teamwork. Uh, come from a family of four older brothers and two younger sisters. So big family.
0: A family uh, of seven.
1: Family of seven. Four, uh,
0: four boys, two girls. Well, five boys and two girls?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the youngest boy.
0: So here we go. This is what we have in common, Hugh. I have a family of seven, except I am the youngest boy but I have six older sisters.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> feel my pain, brother. I feel the pain. <laughs> well, you know what? I got a house full of women. So there you go. Uh, so, you know, uh, I, would, I would say, you know, most standards we would consider poor, but I didn't feel poor growing up. It uh, was just, you know, great family. I, uh, you know, some of the things worn in my life. Uh, I remember, you know, graduating high school, uh, my last exam in the morning and starting at a fish processing plant in the afternoon. Uh, I was there for like five years. I wanted more for myself. I have a brother that uh, worked at this global furniture company in Toronto. Um, and I had an opportunity to, to go go there I was when I was 21. I uh, started out as an upholsterer and uh, I spent 26 years there. And I worked my way from upholstery. I went into human resources as a trainer because there's this wonderful lady that believed in me. And then I worked my way through, you know, dispatch, many supervision roles, operations manager. And my last three years uh, was actually uh, a plant manager in Texas, um, the facility there. That was about 10 and a half years ago. Uh, I got, I would say, two of my passions uh, from working there. One is um, one is in leadership and, uh, and working with them. With people to help them grow and develop, and I would say the other one is lean, the Toyota production system you've mm. probably heard about, and you know that's about you know not spending a lot of time on it, but you know uh, delivering value to your customers. And you know the, the principles I'm familiar, very familiar with is uh, elimination of waste through flow of information and products, uh, a process discipline, and the thing that really connects me with the leadership piece as well is that mindset of continuous improvement, engaging employees. And this is why lean and leadership for me are so connected. I came to you know Clean River here um 10 and a half years ago as plant manager. And I'm, I'm proud to say I'm now president and uh, uh one of three owners, uh Bruce uh Bucken and Michael Webb are high school buddies. And uh, uh I love working with those guys. And uh and Bruce started this business uh 30 years ago and I think we have a great story and I love what we do. I mean, the, to your point about the pond and making a difference, our materials are made from, uh, from recycled milk jugs and detergent bottles that are diverted from landfill in the oceans. And we make, made in the plastic lumber and we make our bins from that. And those bins help our customers, uh, uh, you know, separate their waste and divert waste from landfill in the ocean. So it's a, it's, for me, it's a great story, great purpose, great environment to be in.
0: Yeah, and I want to get into that. So what you're doing to better the pond down the way here, because I think that yep. you have a great story and I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. But I want to take you back to the, your younger days of Newfoundland. I mean, here you are in this small little town, right? And you worked in a fish plant. I mean, this, this is like the, this is the typical Easterner Canadian story going on right here. we got some, we is. got some history here. Um, it is. What did your dad do?
1: My dad uh, used to work in the earlier years on what was called the lake boat. So he'd be gone a, a long time. He'd come up to uh, the lakes, the Great Lakes, and on those boats. And in later years, he was uh, worked in the fish processing plant as well. Yeah, very humble guy. Um, worked hard. Tremend- so much respect for him. He passed so- away now, but...
0: Uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, so... Um... Was he, so did he always worked for someone else. He was never. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, but here's, so he was gone a long time on the boat. So basically your mother had seven kids to raise and, and, and your dad was away on a fishing boat
1: hmm My dad, uh, and it's funny because we're either all born in uh, June or August, so <laughs> you could you could figure the math out on that one, uh, Warren. <laughs> but you know what? They both gave me that <laughs> that sense of work, hard work and and, and respect. And uh, you know, my mother was very religious, and uh, you know, learned a lot from both of them. And, uh, mm-hmm. Again, that sense of community and teamwork for me is uh, is what stayed with me throughout my career
0: yeah it's interesting my uh so there was seven of us in our family and my dad was a truck driver so Mm. there we go here we we, we're following some parallel lines you and i and uh so that i figured out with seven kids that it really proves the point that absence makes the heart grow fonder and uh yeah so so did you get into truck
1: driving (laughs) uh,
0: so he was he was a truck driver all his life i i said to my mother one day when i was probably about 10 that's when i learned how to drive uh semi And I said, I'm going to be one day, I'm going to be just like my dad. And then I got the look. And that was the end of my trucking career right there and then. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine the look. (laughs) So, so, you know, um, so, I mean, obviously you you grew up with this, this, this feeling of community, uh, hard work, determination, um, and and really making a commitment to everything that you do, and it's it's interesting how that's playing out now in your
1: life. For sure, for sure. You know, I, I think you know uh, it's not, it doesn't come easy. You have to work for it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you appreciate it more when you do work for it. All right.
0: Yeah. And that's one thing, my, my son is 17 and I'm, I'm teaching him the fact of that, you know, like everything doesn't come for free and doesn't get handed to in a silver platter. And and you have to, if you, you know, in order to appreciate it, you have to work for it. Cause if you never work for it and it's handed to, there's no appreciation there. And right. And it just ends up being a whole lot of nothing. It's, it becomes very empty if you ask me.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm, you know, I have two, two daughters and I'm so proud of both of them and they're both, you know, both getting into entrepreneurship i mean one is mm. is has got a reef business and the other one is making uh, custom uh charcuterie boards i mean i i'm, I'm so impressed whether whether you uh, whether they're successful whether or not they're going to learn so much right at such a early age
0: right? mm-hmm.
1: how old are they um, Man is 29, I better get this right Warren, I'm going to get myself into trouble, and Carly <laughs> is 21, they're both graduated university, so you know, I didn't get an opportunity to go to formal, you know, university, I got my education later on uh, in life, but I'm still fortunate to be able to help them uh, get get through university. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, and, good for you. Um, so tell me, I'm going to take you back still a little bit here in, our, in your backstory, so sure. uh, you you're working in a fish plant, uh, out in Newfoundland. And so at what point did you finally leave the nest where you started to venture forth on your own?
1: It, it really was when I, when I, uh, decided to come to Toronto and, uh, you know, I, 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 I came up there and stayed with my brother, started it's off a furniture plant and, uh, you know, by myself, uh, my high school sweetheart left her, left her in Newfoundland and, uh, that was like in August of, uh, I guess, 84. And uh, she came up in May of uh, the next year and we had an apartment together and uh, that was kind of the, the start of it. And, you know, uh, Warren, I mean, it wasn't easy. You know, at the time you don't have a car or anything. You're just starting out like this and uh, riding the bus a lot. And, you know, I was, I was taking night school courses. I was doing semesters in accounting and the marketing and, and finance and those type of things. Again, just uh, just to try to better myself.
0: Right? And how old were you at that time when you left? 21 21 okay mm-hmm. um and so you worked you worked for your brother and went to oh. school
1: I worked with my brother at this this large uh, you know office furniture steel case actually office furniture yeah oh, okay
0: yeah um and so and you and you sort of said in your story you ended up in Texas now there has to be um, I, I can't quite connect the dots <laughs> between being an upholsterer in Toronto and and now we're out in Texas
1: Oh my gosh, Warren. So you're really getting me to go back, man. Absolutely, I I am. You know, for whatever reason, I wanted more. And not to compete against other people. I just felt I wanted more. I wanted to be more. I wanted to do more. And, you know, uh, I had an opportunity. There was a role came up in HR and training. And again, you know, I applied for it. And this this lady gave me an opportunity. And, you know, uh, just not to get off track, but I remember... You know, I was working with, with, with her and a team in HR uh, for about six months, and she asked me to, to uh, MC the Christmas party. There's a 1,000 employees and their families at the Christmas party. Here I am from Newfoundland. And, you know, Warren, I was so paranoid that the, my speech, I removed all the words with H in it because in, in my community, we dropped the Hs. Now, I was naive of me back then. You didn't know any better, right, your yeah. confidence level right? Because right now I'm proud of who I am and what I do and how I like to communicate. But at the time, you know, those are the things that stress you so much. But that helped me in that role. I was doing what was called world-class manufacturing at the time, training. And I was training employees throughout the corporation. I was training executives. I was training ourselves, and marketing teams. So it allowed me to get exposure to so many different people. And I think that really helps build your career too, as you network and you know, people get to know you and and what you're about and, and those type of things and then just i think again if you work hard opportunities open up so you know i, I talk about christina uh, kristen christina maxwell and uh and i remember you know i worked with her for two years and this is you know one of the questions you asked so i'm probably jumping ahead is uh you know someone impact your life and i remember you know downsizing because of the economy hr is one of the first areas cut and she called me in and and she's telling me you know that no longer have a role in HR and there's a role in, in production and she says "You, you know I want you to know that uh, you know my philosophy is that uh, when you no longer work with someone as a leader if they can say you made them a better person or a better employee you can't ask for more than that as a leader and that one has really stuck with me throughout my career as I lead people and that grounds me that as I approach things and work with our team and other people, I always think about, am I helping them be a better person? Am I helping them be a better employee or a better leader? So that really stuck the whole way through my career, Um, that that talk with her.
0: Yeah, so let me get a little bit of clarity on this because I think we're onto something here. And um, you you went from, again, working with your brother, you're doing upholstery and furniture in that world, right? But what was it that took you to HR? There had to have been something that linked you to like, hey, this is, I'm sure you didn't jump out of what you were doing because to, to, the grass was greener. There had to be a purpose on what you were doing. And that's what I'm hearing from you. What was that moment in time when you said, yep, HR is something that I want to get into?
1: It was just uh, again, it's the opportunity to 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 you know do more, do something different, and uh, I learned so much. I mean, I learned so much. You know, uh, as you know, I mean, uh, you speak in front of, of people all the time, and uh, you know, I was scared. first when you create the content because you're so focused on the content, <laughs> and you know, as a, as a young kid, you're you're you know in front of a group of people, and they had employees there that are 30, 40 years seniority, and you know, some of them had attitudes. And you had to stand in front of them and present information for an eight hour session. And you had to be confident enough in your material to be able to take those questions and, and those people that are throwing things at you and be able to handle it in a respectful way. And, and as you know, once Warren, you feel comfortable with the content and, and mm-hmm. uh, it's all about the dialogue then. yeah, and Then it's fun, right? It's so much fun to train, yeah, right? When you, you're able to get people to open up and talk about and share their experience. And so... You know, I've always said, like, when I retire, maybe one of the things I'd like to do is go back to training again, mm-hmm. or go back to consulting on, you know, lean is my passion, giving back a little bit. But uh, yeah, uh, that's, you know, if I look back, that's kind of, that's kind of where it started with me.
0: And so now, um, I know you kind of jumped in this earlier, but I want to kind of bring it up into today, right, of how you're taking all those experiences and then applying it into, you know, Clean River now. And, and and what the company is doing and how you're leading the way.
1: Uh, Clay River now. I would say uh, growth for me and not growth for the growth sake. Uh, growth is opportunity. And so and not to get too philosophical because they all leaders try to sometimes for, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, not going to go there. Wisdom. It's, not philosophical. it's wisdom. You it's wisdom. Okay, we, we, you want to call it wisdom or whatever, but you know, one of the things is I'm really proud of what our team does. We help our customers. And if you look at our website, I mean, we have a list of, of customers, a who's who in the world, we help them divert waste from landfill to make the planet a better place. What a cool thing that our team does. And so as we grow, we can help, more customers do that to make a difference. And as well, as we grow, you know, there's, there's opportunity to invest in people, technology, equipment. There's opportunity to hire top talent, people that are smarter, smarter than you. For me, you learn from people. So um, that excites me. There's opportunity for the current people that we have here as we grow to have more roles within functions to help them uh, grow in their career path, if that's what their aspirations are. So uh, uh, growth brings opportunity. And that's really where we're at. and That's what excites me. We've had so much growth now and sustainability is, is there to stay, as you know, and North America is a little bit behind you know, Europe, but it's starting to catch up. And a lot of these large corporations that we're dealing with, they're passionate about it. They want to make a difference. And the reason is either the leaders get it and they understand it. Their customers are demanding it of them. Their employees are demanding it of them or even government legislation, the regulations are coming in that's expecting them to do it. So I think we're in a really great place to, to, to take this business and it's exciting for me. It's, it's fun, actually.
0: I have two questions for you. Um, so can you tell me who some of your major uh, clients are that you're helping to make sure. the world
1: a cleaner place? Sure, so uh, let me run them off. So if you talk about technology, Google and Facebook, if you talk about automotive, Tesla, Honda, GM, if you talk about higher education, Yale, Stanford, uh, University of Calgary, McGill, University of Toronto, Western Waterloo, a lot of these big schools, uh, municipalities, a lot of municipalities around uh, Aurora, again, Toronto, Mississauga, around this area. We, we do a lot of work out in California. It's our second biggest uh, market. Uh own depot we're in every own depot in uh, in canada uh, the en route stations uh, around ontario we're in every one of those uh, so yeah we're you know i feel proud not to both but i feel really proud of um the, the hey list of clients that we work with and i think it's because our approach warren is we're not a commodity seller we don't push on price we're all about delivering, understanding what their needs are and giving them solutions that help them be successful. And one of our, you know, we call it our way statement. It is really our, customers, our customer success is our success. And I believe if we continue with that philosophy and it's really the way to, to, to grow this this business. And we get a lot of business and growth through word of mouth. I think, you know, Tesla brought us Google, referred us to Google, Google you know, referred us to Facebook.
0: Wow. And those are
1: again, well known, right?
0: Yeah, uh, that's some pretty big players, right? So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's fabulous that you're, that you're partnering with such huge organizations to make a difference. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's very impactful.
1: Yeah, and I apologize to a lot of those that I missed. Oh. NASA, the Pentagon, the Canadian government, uh, Brookfield. We do all the federal buildings in Ottawa right now. We just got a contract with Quebec, all the federal buildings there. So, you know, we're growing.
0: Wow. That's, that's fabulous. So here's my second question for you. And um, I'm not sure if you have an answer for me, but you know, I'm sure you back in the days when we used to be able to travel, if you remember then. um, But you know, one of the things I was, um, uh, I'm an avid scuba diver. So whenever I go on holidays, I have to go where there's water. And uh, so I was uh, in uh, Puerto Plata in the Dominican Republic just last year um mm-hmm. and so in order to go to the dive site they take you around and whatnot and i was looking through some of the waterways and also underwater when i was diving in one certain spot where the way the current came in and there i am underwater and i'm grabbing plastic and garbage and i'm stuffing it in my jacket to get it out of the ocean as i'm diving mm-hmm. right and but i as i was looking around especially a, a more so above water than underwater underwater really bothered me but um but there was, I mean, there was all this waste and all this plastic floating in there and it was just, it's sad, uh, that's, I don't know how else to describe it. And what is it that we can do more in a global perspective, Hugh, to to make the difference that you are in North America?
1: It's, it's, well, part of it, Warren. it really is awareness, but I hope I'm not getting off track, but I gotta tell you, this is a story that really inspired me. So. I I participate in what's called a Puma Den, and this is uh, three of us. There's a local uh, college here, Pickering College. They have the grade nine students work on sustainability projects all year, and they present to us Pumas. Uh, There's 10 projects, uh, their projects, and we vote, we each have 50,000 Puma bucks. Anyway, we vote on the best presentation and the best viability of the project. And one of the teams had this cool thing. I tell you, grade nine inspired me. Was put a sticker on chip bags to say that they're not biodegradable, they won't break down in the ocean. So please make sure that you know you put it in the right bin. And I thought, grade nine students, how cool is that? Right? These grade nine kids are coming, and you know, if someone hears this, and they take that idea of Pickering College. Make sure you give those kids credit for that idea. But I thought it's so cool. I, I think you know it, it really is awareness and everyone, the little things had up more. And I think that's really what it is for people not to get disillusioned and, and feel like I can't make a difference. And we work with some clients sometimes, unfortunately in this industry where they don't want to show their, their metrics. And some large clients, they don't want to show their metrics because they're afraid that people will attack the metrics and question their numbers, even though they're doing some great stuff. And so we're working with them to say, be proud of your numbers. You don't need to be perfect as long as you're improving every day. And uh, yeah, some, some, some so much opportunity out there. You, you got me rambling a little bit because one of our, you know, Mike Webb is our business partner. He's been bugging the heck out of me, Warren, to make recycling bins for these fishing tournaments so that they collect fishing line and lures so, nets so they don't go in the water. I, again, it's a cool idea to, right? Mm-hmm. To, to make a difference where we can.
0: Well, again, it was one of those things we talk about the small things and then, and I was just saying when I was scuba diving right there and there's this plastic and I'm some stuffing bags into my jacket so I could bring you know bring it up so we could actually get it out of the ocean, right? And that was just once, there was one small thing and I'm not I'm not trying to boast, but again, just as the example of what you're saying is that, you know, if you just do one thing it's better than doing nothing.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and then the the other thing is, you know, look for the opportunities to recognize the people that are doing it. Especially in corporations, you've got employees that are passionate about it. You know the small improvements. Give them, give them positive feedback. You know one of the things we do here uh, is we give. We have a green team and we give out gift cards for our employees if they've done something to make a difference here, or even if they've done something to make a difference at their home or in their community. You know uh, before the pandemic, if they're carpooling, for example, we give them gift cards, right? Or if they're participating in a cleanup event. So again, to encourage. You know, people and recognize those people that are doing the the right thing to make a difference in the planet.
0: Wow, oh, that's fantastic! So here you are, well, and I and I love the idea that what you just said because is here you are a company in, in Ontario, right? And you're saying, what can we do to clean the planet? Mm-hmm. That's some big thinking, right? And uh, so it's not just about your own neighborhood. It's not about on your own backyard. It's from a it it is you're you're talking about the entire pond, my friend.
1: There you go. It's a big pond.
0: <laughs> so, um, so I believe um, that we are all all odd ducks, Hugh. I believe that we're all misfits. Um, mm. Can you tell me about a time uh, where the, either you didn't fit in that was either positive or negative, and what have you what have you done differently to stand out? And and here's my question: is what makes you awesome? This is not this is not an egoic statement, right? What, what makes you you and what makes you different, Hugh?
1: Oh, Warren, man, you're asking some deep questions there. Oh, uh, gosh. So so uh, real quick on the personal front, because I got to say this, because my girls would, would say this. So I, I, I have an affi- affinity for everything. So like you, I've had the fortune enough to travel the world and, and be in some unique places. And when I do, I always want to go and uh, sample local cuisine. So I've eaten eating some, eating some interesting cuisine in my career, my life. And, uh, and you know again, uh, you know, I love all kinds of genres of music, classic rock, rap, you, you name it, reggae, I'll listen to it depending on the mood. On the, it's not boasting for me, and I, I don't want to come across this way. On the, on the, the business side, you know, I, I'll go back to, again, that sense of community I have, and I, I believe, and I'll use your analogy of the, in the pond and the flock, I believe my role here as a leader yeah, I, you know, I lead from the front, but it really is, is a creating environment where our, our team members can do the best work. They can excel, they can become their best self. And so, and I think, I like to think I'm making a difference there, Warren. It's, and I'd rather help employees come up with the idea than it be my idea. I, I read a, an article in Harvard Business Review many years ago that stuck with me and I, I try to model this when things are going well, you look out the window and you give people credit. And when things are going poorly, you look in the mirror and you take responsibility and accountability. And I, I think you you earn respect uh, from the people you lead when you do that. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll go back. And so, you know, for me again, use your analogies about about uh, the flock and the team. I don't believe there's one person that makes a business great. I I do believe it's it's the it's the team and the strengths of the team that makes the business great. And I would say, you know, the other thing that I'd like to think I've been fortunate enough to work in environments where they've been diverse. And, and I, I believe uh, diversity makes a difference. So, whether it be, and I'd like to think not only to embrace diversity, but to encourage it and promote it. So, whether it be, uh, gender, race, education, age, knowledge. I believe as a leader, if you've got an open mind and you listen and you have different points of view around you is where you get the best solutions to challenges and opportunities. And that's how businesses can excel. So I'm not saying I stand out that way, but I think this is kind of what I value. It's that teamwork. It's that... Sense of community from when I grew up in Garnage to uh, the fortunate enough to see the power of diversity—that's what I value.
0: And you know, you know, here's what I hear uh, about that: what makes you unique and different and a bit of an odd duck um, is is your humility and your sense of community. Um, it's bringing everybody together, right? And then you get to sit back, you know, you help, you teach, you learn, you encourage, and then you get to sit back and watch, right? Because you, right? you don't, but, but you don't make it about you, right? Even though you may be the lead goose flying in the V, right? You're looking backwards and going, you know, wow, look at this, right? And you're not, you're not taking, you're not taking all the, the, um, the glamour and, hey, look what I've done. You're, you're, uh, you're being humble, about what's been accomplished,
1: and again, I think it's it's uh, going back to uh, you know Christine maxwell, your her lesson about you know if you can make a difference with with people, make them a better person or a better team member. I mean, what more can you ask of yourself as a leader? And as you know, as you get older and you reflect on, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying we're old, Warren, but <laughs> Easy. As, you, as you get older and you reflect, I mean, those are for me, you know, uh, you know, I've been successful because of this metrics. Obviously, you you can't uh, uh, you know, achieve things in your career without improvement. But the, the thing that makes a difference for me is 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 when I hear that people feel I've made an impact. made a difference for them
0: which is going to take me right that's a perfect segue my friend because here's the question and you've uh, you've alluded to this twice now but i want to dive a little bit deeper into it and i want you to tell them about the time that someone did something for you that left an impact on your life and we talked earlier and you said you had four but there was one you keep Mm -hmm. bringing up so i want to dig into that a little bit of of who that was and what impact that really had on you that made a difference
1: Yes, Christine Maxwell, it's, you know, she believed in me, and, you know, she, my first really, you know, significant change and getting outside my comfort level, level, going into, you know, a training role, in you know, a large company, a 12 person department and, uh, and when she had to hand, you know, that, uh, or me reporting into her, I mean, that, uh, Warren, as I, as I, as I my career has changed and as I've had to deal with certain things, and sometimes, as you know, you've got to have difficult conversations. If it's the behavior things you need to help someone with or performance thing you need to help someone with. And I always look at it and uh, reflect on, you know, my intent. And if I have keep my intent myself grounded is really to help this person. And to, to help this person helps them and it helps the business. And even if this person goes on somewhere else, if my intent really is to help this person, then hopefully, you know, I communicate it in a way that's respectful, that it lands the way I want genuinely to try to help them. Uh, And they may not, you know, they may not appreciate it at the moment when we had the conversation, but I hope, you know, whether it be days or weeks or something later, they reflect on it or even years later and say, you know what, the guy did really care. The guy did really, you know, want to make a difference and really want to help me. And so as I approach things that way, uh, you know, like, I feel good about myself that I'm doing the right thing for people here and I'm doing the right thing for our business and I feel good about it.
0: Yeah. Good for you. I, uh, one of the, um, the slides that I have in my presentation is, you know, no one gets up in the morning and says, gee, I sure hope I do a crappy job today. True. You know, Right. And no one, no one says that. And, you know, but things to go sideways. Right. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to have those tough conversations, but it's the best, you know, again, at the time doesn't look so great. And later on, you look, they look and go, wow, I'm sure glad I had that conversation that sure made, you know, shifted my gears. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you're that guy to be able to, to help them, you know, along the way and, and get them to where they want to go try <laughs> <laughs> so in in saying that uh hugh um i've never asked this question before but in in knowing what you know and and when and the impact then that christine had in your life what would be your advice to a leader when it when it comes to the into the that sort of that hr world or leading leading
1: people not the business just make up of- Trying to be sincere. Want to be sincere here, Warren. Genuine. It's you know. I, I do believe leadership is a calling. I, I do look at it as that. I don't look at leadership as a, as a, as a job. I I feel that. And uh, uh, you know, when my kids went out and started working at other businesses, you know, as they're growing up, and I saw you know some of the experiences they had, and I've talked to people. I mean, there's not there's some companies that don't have great leaders. And unfortunately, probably a lot of times it's due to they model their leadership out of who led them, and they they've been trained properly or, or whatever. And I think as a leader, you have such a such a responsibility. Um, you know, you can you know, as a leader, you know, you can you can you can have such a negative impact on someone with the way you lead them that could affect their confidence level and their career for the whole life. And you've got to take that seriously. Or the flip of that is you can have such an impact on them by helping them with their confidence, seeing the opportunities or helping them see their, their strengths, that they can achieve a lot more than they think they can by, you know, with, with training or support or giving them opportunities. Uh, for me, that's really what leadership is about is, you know, and that's how you help a business, right? Is, is, is and, and uh, coaching them on communication skills. Because a lot of times, you know, conflicts happen and it's, you know, each person has good intentions, but unfortunately they don't step back to say, well, maybe I should put myself in the other person's shoes (laughs) and do they have good intentions? Where are they coming from? Mm -hmm. Right. To your point earlier, no one gets up in the morning and says, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to mess up or I'm going to give someone a hard time today. I don't think they do anyway. And, And so, you know, helping people, you know, with that interpersonal stuff, it's, it's can make a difference as well.
0: You know, in talking to a lot of leaders that I do, especially through Tech Canada, you know, um, there's, there's some leaders when I hear them say, um, you know, well, I, I want to get rid of all the, the, the people issues, right? And to me, I'm like, well, but aren't they the ones who are actually making the business tick, right? Business um, is people. Yeah, business is people, right? Yeah. And um You know, and and I think the business business is just a really um, a a mainstay to help people and help community. And right. That's what business is. I mean, business makes profit business, you know, gives uh, influence to people to do other things. So business is just a way to make the world better. Right. And if you want to take the people side of it away, I, I have to kind of, you know, question that a little bit
1: you can't i mean i don't know any any business can run without people (laughs) yeah (laughs) unless you're you know even if you're a software business or whatever you still need people to right
0: yeah to do the work. no i mean
1: for me that's the that's the that's you know sometimes it's obviously it's challenging Mm -hmm. uh, but it's also rewarding Mm -hmm. it really is for me it's rewarding to see people grow and excel and uh, uh, find their find their passion you know uh, if they can and uh you know, you, you know, for me, as you reflect and, you know, the people you lead, you know, they have dreams, they have aspirations, they have responsibilities, they have families. So, you know, again, that's where for me, it's, 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 it's internalizing that and when you're making decisions, understanding you're impacting these people, these people are counting on you for their security, for their safety, for, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, to help them fulfill their dreams. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bigger, right.
0: Yeah. I, I love your attitude. Uh, it's just, you know, how do I, how do we make people better? How do we make people grow? How do we nurture them? How do we, how do we make them feel safe? That is a, uh, mm-hmm. from a leadership standpoint, that is a great attitude, Hugh. And and I applaud you for
1: well, what, you, uh, what you're accomplishing. Well, I, I appreciate that. Warren. I mean, for me, it's helping them be their best self, no matter what that is. And, you know, I've seen so many people that they spend so much time chasing a title and obviously, you want to chase more money because it, it, you know, helps with your lifestyle and support your family and everything else. But they don't take the time to enjoy the moments, and uh, you know, you know, you've got to enjoy moments in life. And uh, and it's sad. I've seen so many people sometimes work so hard that, you know, when they retire in their sixties or whatever, they they don't have much after that because they're just they don't stop to enjoy. They don't they don't prioritize family or friends, which is which is unfortunate. That for me is is what life is about.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and uh, you know, yes, yeah, some people have make their they identify with their with their work so much that they can forget themselves. They put themselves in the background, right? And then, yeah, mm-hmm. when they retire, then their identity's gone. Now yes. I don't know what to do, right? Right? Yeah. All right. Well, moving forward, being a a good uh, steward of time. Um, so, what are you doing right now, Hugh, to better the pond? And a bigger question is, why are you
1: doing it? The better to pond. Well, you know, again, I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, Warren. For me, it's, it's it'll, as we grow, we're able to help more customers make a difference in the world, make the planet a better place. And we're able to help our employees grow. And I think, you know, as it's, that for me is, is what drives me, what motivates me. And... Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're doing things in our community that, you know, you try to give back. I, I, you know, I, I mentioned the Puma, Dan, uh, I'm on the chamber of commerce here in Aurora. I help with, with that. And, um, I, I do, uh, do presentations on lean and, you know, lean is my passion and, uh, I've done it at, uh, with leasing managers at Rogers communication. I've done it at, uh, at a web development company, at a technology company. And I do that to give back to help out, you know, business associates or, or whatnot. And, uh, I'm excited as as our business is growing and the talent that we're hiring more and right now is phenomenal and uh, and the talent we have here, just so proud and impressed with them, but you know, we're getting into technology now, you know, and, and how do you integrate technology in the recycling containers? This young lady I met about three years ago, uh, now, uh, Hillary Scanton, she's, she's uh, visually impaired, impressed the heck out of me, and she started her business uh to make recycling available to people that are visually impaired and so it's so cool working with her and uh we've got a couple of opportunities on the go right now with her to make you know uh, recycling containers accessible to those she's got wow. these tiles that that the visually impaired people can can you know whether the cane or with your foot or whatever feel which streams uh goes into right the, really, the, the material they have in her hand is so cool that inspires me. People like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's uh, that's that's amazing.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: You know, and that you're and, and you're taking that on to be able to assist her in her goal mm-hmm. to accomplish them, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, it's win-win sure. win all over the place. One of the things that was interesting when I was looking on your website a little bit, uh, Hugh, is you know one of the projects that you mentioned it was in a, it was in a, in a YouTube video, but it was, you know, you helped there was a high school program where you helped reduce waste by 71%.
1: I am so impressed that you're looking at our website. Uh, you
0: got a great website. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so so those are great numbers. Yeah, you know, it's 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 doable Warren, that's the thing. It's not it, it can be overwhelming for some people, but if you start out with the right approach of continuous improvement and understanding what your baseline is, so we did a pilot a couple of years ago where we gave recycling containers to two schools. Uh, uh, one school had a green team and the other one didn't have a green team. And we went in on a Saturday and working with the schools and we t- took out all of the Rogue because you know a lot of businesses have different types of containers with no graphics on it. Mm-hmm. So we took it all out of both schools and our team, it was a cool Saturday. It was a long day and we replaced them with our bins and we worked with, 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 with them to kind of track current state and, and what their future state was. And we looked at it after three months and uh, after six months. And so it's kind of rewarding when you do that. And we're actually we're actually working with, uh, uh, with uh, a couple of Black colleges in the US right now to do the same thing, where they, they don't have the funds for sustainability recycling programs. So we're working with them to create a baseline, um, give them the recycling containers, as long as they help us measure. Because we want to be able to show the results you can get by approaching it a certain way and learn from it as well so those things are rewarded when you do those things.
0: But I think when you look at the, in some of your stats too when you're saying well you know we're reducing landfill waste by 63 mm-hmm. percent right those are those are significant numbers to reduce that landfill waste which is now going back into a recycled product which is going back into you know using it and you know reusing that material again. Then um, again those like 63% is, I mean, you take that over a large scale, mm-hmm. right. Um, over the, whether it be a country or a city or, right. Th- that is, that is a significant impact.
1: You can really make a difference. I mean, we've got, uh, we've got companies that are at the high 90%. Uh, we, you know, we, we try to model our, the, the way, I mean, we're at 98% of everything we generate in this facility is diverted from landfill. Uh, all of our scrap plastic, we collect it and we send it back to the vendor and they make black material from it. And so it's a really closed loop system. We we give our employees lunch bags and Tupperware and those type of things so they don't need to bring in packaging. And so we're looking for all these type of opportunities to, again, walk the talk. We say it to our customers. This is how to do it. So We want to be able to show that it can be done. right? You know, on our desk, I don't have a garbage bin. I have two small little green bins, a green bin and a black bin. This is the waste I create. And I only fill that. I don't even fill them once a week. Wow. So, But unless you start, you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. You you realize it's not as difficult as what people think it it is.
0: Yeah, I think they think it's a lot bigger. And I think that individuals, this is just my take, right? Just think that, well, what difference does it make if I throw away this pop can or I, you know, chuck this plastic bag out, you know, in in the garbage? I mean, it's just one plastic bag.
1: It, it, well it, uh, I went to Newfoundland I don't know Warren uh, before the pandemic and uh, and I remember being on the beach with my uh, with my brother and we just marked off like a uh, I think it was a five foot by five foot section and I just picked up all the plastic that was in that small section. And when you look at the beach from a distance, I mean Newfoundland for the most part is pretty pristine. If you look at the beach from a distance it looks just amazing. But when you, in that section, I think it was 16 different pieces of plastic. And I took a picture of it. Actually, I showed it at a a speaking engagement I did at Peckering College. It's it's amazing, like, how much is out there. You can make a difference. Like, everyone, and my granddaughter, which is so amazing, you know, Clara, uh, you know, walking through the park with her, and she already, you know, she's in kindergarten, and, you know, they're talking about you know, the planet and improving the planet and recycling and so cool to see. So uh, I'm excited about what's coming in the school education system right now. And our biggest markets are colleges and universities because the students are demanding it of the colleges and universities to model the way. And some of the students are going to colleges and universities that have the right programs in place. So, which is really cool to see. Hmm.
0: So my, and this, this This question is going to sound obvious, but I want to hear your your in your words. Is why does Clean Rivers Recycling do what they do? What's your why?
1: Well, you know, Bruce's passion again. uh, You know, he's our founder CEO about this, and uh, uh, and uh, I I, I'm I'm with it as well. You want to make a difference, Warren, and we're in a company that we can make a difference we can make a difference with the way we operate our business to make the planet a better place. And we can make a positive difference. And it's such an easier, it's an easier sell, quite frankly, when you're talking to customers that get it, and they understand and they want to make a difference in the planet, make a difference in the world. So yeah, it's a bigger, why it's, you know, you, if you can, you can help a company that's diverting, you know, 40% from, from landfill and they're now 60 and 70 and 80% right? With, with, with designing, recycling containers, once you understand what their challenges and what their opportunities are, what unique the materials that they, they collect, uh, you can help them with the graphics and everything else that we create to, to, you know, move that dial up. And that's, for me, it's exciting. It's, you know, and, you know, I just finished an interview this morning with uh, a lady that's uh, for a marketing manager for us and she's interviewing with two other companies and the question was you know why us and that was her comment you know i want to work in a place that i feel good that's making a difference in the world and i'm passionate about sustainability so that's pretty cool when you have people coming to you and wanting to work at your facility because they know you are making a positive difference
0: Right. That's definitely um, a good friend of mine, Gare Maxwell, talks about the pull strategy, right? And I'm sure you know oh, Gear. Well. Uh, yes. Do you know Garewell? well? Yeah. So it's yeah. all about, you know, it's, it's all about the pull strategy, right? And that's exactly what that is. People are saying, I want to come there because I believe what you believe. And I want to make a difference as well. How can I help you? And that yeah. is a wonderful strategy.
1: Well, Warren actually gar- helped us a couple of years ago with our. We want we wanted to change our messaging and our branding and really connect, and uh, he, he came up with this 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 saying that's really resonated with us. Bruce and I love it. It's never waste a moment. And when you think about never waste a moment, it, we, we we said let's sleep on it and let's see how we feel the next day. It's never waste a moment uh, to make a difference in the world to make improvements. Mm-hmm. That's our business. Never waste a moment to help our customers be successful. Never waste a moment to work with our supplier partners. And, uh, you know, we, it's a win-win. Never waste a moment to work with our our employees to help them work through conflict. Never waste a moment in your life to, uh, to, you know, find those special moments, the to, to memories. Life is about memories for me, right? So that really resonated with me. I give Gary a lot of credit for that. And I'm still working on it. How do we brand that a little bit more? But... Never waste a moment. And it's in our our way statement now. And it's our last line, actually. I got it here is our client success is our success we aspire to never waste a moment and make the planet a better place. That's the last line that we have in our mission statement.
0: There's your why. You just answered my question. And Mm. in my office, you cannot see it, but I have what's called the Better the Pond wall. And every Mm. guest that I have on my podcast, I pull a quote out of um, and put it on the wall and then share it. Um, as inspiration. So there you go. We have you, 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 you're, you're hitting the wall <laughs> in a good way.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Warren. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> so, so, you know, looking back and looking forward, Hugh uh, and the lessons that you've learned along your path, which has been, you know, very vast from, from Newfoundland to, to Texas and Ontario and your, you know, all your journeys. Um, you know, can you paint me a picture of what your golden
1: pond looks like? Oh my gosh, Mark, you're going deep here. So yeah. let me, you know, let me, let me, looking back and looking forward. Uh, so uh, you know, more of a personal side, let me share some of this with you first. Uh, I've, I've heard two definitions of success in my career. I've heard many, but two sticks with me. And one is that you look forward to going to work in the morning and you look forward to going at home at night and, and, that's, that's me, and I feel I'm successful there. Um, and the other one is, you love what you do, you love where you do it, and you love who you do it with. And so based on those two, I feel I'm a very successful person. I hope I leave Clean River better than I found it. I hope, uh, back to Christine Maxwell's you know uh, influence on me, that I've made a positive difference to help people become a better person, or a better team member, or a better leader. Um, and uh, I hope I can continue. And I want to continue to give back. My passion is around lean. But uh, I look back at, uh, just to tell you, a, you know, a, a real quick story, if I can. Bruce and I were in Dubai, it Was uh, you picture this, it was October to 17, 2019, six months before the pandemic. First time over to Dubai, it was Sunday. Uh, we're starting our week, week-long trip. And we're walking on Jumeirah Beach. And for those that know the vibe, there's very few places where you can have a alcoholic beverage. It's mid-October again, the 17th, 38 degrees Celsius. It's warm. We're walking up the beach and we come across this, this bar on the beach, Stella Atoile Bar. That's all they sell Stella. Yeah. I love Stella. And so Bruce and I are sitting there and we have a couple of drinks and we're just talking about family and, and work and opportunities. And, and I don't know where the conversation, but... I said, like, you know, we, we looked at each other at some point and we said, like, you know, where the heck are we, right? In, in a joking way. And we said that throughout the week because it's pretty cool, the people we were meeting. I mean, we were Warren, we were meeting with CEOs that had a picture of Warren, of, uh, of Bill Gates under deaths, billion-dollar companies. I mean, and yeah, at the time, I, you know, that Sunday, you know, I said, like, I'm a kid from Newfoundland. How the heck did I get here? <laughs> and, and, and Bruce was like, you know, I left school when I started selling dog leashes across Canada. And like had the heck right, and it was so cool. And anyway, we were we were drinking, and I uh, had a number of Stella, and then we decided to have some wings, and and we were going to have a, a, a dinner with uh, the, the guy that hosts took me met over there. And you know, I texted him and said uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow morning because we we're enjoying ourselves. <laughs> and I remember, you know, you know, things happen in your life more sometimes that you just you just never forget, right? And I remember the sun was setting, and Bruce looks at me and he says, "Hugh," he says. What do you want? Do you want growth or do you want a good lifestyle? And I'm thinking, man, we're three or four beer in and that's pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I looked at him, and, and you know, I said, I want both. And Warren, as uh, right now, I want both. And we are having both. And that excites me. And so, you know, uh, I guess I would say, you know, I'm enjoying the ride. And I hope people that are on the ride, and I'm a motorcycle driver, by the way. I, I love a Hurley's. I got a hurley. And i'm enjoying the ride and i hope those that are on the ride with me and are enjoying it as well i mean and if if i can continue to do this it, it's 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 not work for me i am excited i look it's it's part of who i am right so you know i don't i'm not a i'm not a I'm not a eight thirty 30 to 5 or whatever i mean i i work you know like you i'm sure weekends yeah. whatever it's yeah. and it's it's whenever the ideal or inspiration comes to you right yep exactly
0: so, do you do you believe that we can have a truly green planet?
1: We have to. We have to. I mean, it's just it's inevitable. It's a matter of time. I, I believe you know Europe is definitely leading the way. Um, now, I, I would, let me qualify that because one of the things we come across a lot in our business is what's called. I would say, you know, tree huggers that they're they're trying for too much perfection, and and mm. therefore some people won't, won't won't go down the path that they're afraid they're going to be criticized. And I talked about that earlier with you. Mm. We're encouraging companies just get started. So I think you know the, the we know the oceans well. You see it. I mean, when you're scuba diving, Warren. I mean, yeah. it's it's pathetic. Yeah. Right? And and it's it, all of us work, and it can happen, and there's a tipping point that happens. With certain things and you know right now there's there's a focus on straws and and you're seeing businesses getting on board and i think the tipping point is going to happen when more and more businesses get on board because businesses drive it Mm -hmm. and they push it Uh, and then the governments will come on board as well and i I do believe you're going to see some significant change over the next number of years like i told you we're already seeing it in in education Mm -hmm. education is all of these colleges and universities are coming to us because We've had we've helped other colleges and universities, and their students are expecting. And I believe there's more and more businesses that their employees are going to be demanding it for to come work there, or their customers are going to be demanding it for them in order to buy from them. And right. then you know that cyclical thing, the governments are going to come on board because. And I do believe you know as this thing starts to grow more and more, the economics will support it as well. I and mean, the technologies is advancing at such a rapid pace right now. Mm-hmm. That you know, uh, packaging is the biggest thing, mm-hmm. and you know there's going to be more sustainable packaging being developed uh, in the next number of years to help with a lot of that going into landfills, going into oceans. Right. Um...
0: Yeah, and, and I, I believe, yeah, I think it, you're 100% correct. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to, and everybody and everybody has to do their part, right? It's not it's not all on clean, clean River's shoulders to save the world. It's everybody's responsibility to help you do what you do best.
1: And again, like, you know, that, that Puma den I did, you know, three weeks ago at Pickering College, I mean, those young students inspired the heck out of them. Mm. Again, they're so passionate. Or when I speak to you know my granddaughter, Claire, I mean, it's, you know, again, she's in kindergarten. <laughs> and she, she's, she's preaching about recycling, right? And I, uh, my wife and I picked up, you know, one of those uh, pinchers, you know, that you get that you can collect. Yeah. And, uh, um, and so, you know, going around and picking up some garbage in our local community, it, it doesn't take a lot of effort. Half an hour here and half when you're out for a walk, but yeah, my granddaughter inspires me. You know, Pickering College inspires me. Talking to some of our customers inspires me. I mean, Warren, I, I am, maybe I'm overly an optimistic person, but uh, <laughs> right, I'm excited about where things are going. And I think I, I'm excited about our business because, you know, the team that we have here and the team people that we're hiring. And it's just, just so much possibility, right? Is what excites me. I love it. So I
0: have one more question for you, Hugh, before we wrap up. And this Certainly. is not on your list. Uh, I'm going to take you by surprise. So, if you were standing on the top of a mountain, mm-hmm. and the whole world was intently listening to you, oh, what you
1: what? <laughs> huh? What would you say? Uh, you're getting me to go deep. I would say, try to be your best self. Um, be respectful. Uh, I would say uh, teach their own uh, so respect other people's cultures and beliefs as long as you don't hurt someone else uh, you know um, you know you know you see things in the world whether it be um, sexism or racism and those type of things and it's sad when you see this and especially nowadays as day and age uh, and, you know why not you know respect each other how difficult that it is and you know i think i think try to live your best life and live in the moment and again i i say these things because i've heard it from somewhere i don't know where warren so not that i'm a wise or smart guy but you know you got me rambling a little bit i i think when you have a problem you have three options and um, that's been my philosophy and i don't again i don't know where i heard it that's my philosophy you try to fix the problem you get out of the problem or you accept the problem but don't whine about the problem life's too short mm-hmm. and i've worked with people my career that you know they, they come into work and unfortunately we, i don't have this at clean river on it I used to have it a little bit when i was at steel case, but they come into work and they're in a bad mood and i'm thinking my gosh you know it's a shame and you're probably like that when you go home mm-hmm. like again like if i can help i'll try to help you but again, life is too short, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fix the problem, get out of the problem, or accept the problem, right? And you know, everybody's got circumstances they're they're living within. So I don't want to be arrogant and come across like I'm talking down to people. And you know, I've been fortunate. I have worked my way to this place in my career. At, at, so and not everyone, because of their circumstances, can 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 do that. But be proud of have you said? I don't let your title your job dictate who you are and your value and don't don't consider and compare your value or look at your value compared to somebody else mm-hmm. right. that's uh, again again i'm not sure no one's <laughs> asked this question before warren i mean you, you throw me for a loop here man that was the whole idea right?
0: <laughs> but 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 thank you no that was that's um i just love it because the fact is you though but you're you're coming from a of a genuine authentic place um And that's actually, you know, what made you memorable to, you know, memorable to me when I first met you, I met you for a half a day. And here we are a couple of years later having this conversation. Right. So it's, it's that part of you that actually uh, really inspired me to uh, to keep connected with you. So, so thank you for being, you know, authentic and vulnerable um, and just being who you are.
1: I really appreciate it. It's it's, it's definitely nice talking to you. And uh, like I said, you, you, and I don't know if you, you, you have a chance to, if people don't have a chance, go go and look at, you know, Warren's website and, you know, your, 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 your Kobe uh, assessment tool. I mean, you impressed the hell out of me that day. I, you know, I've had a lot of presentations in my career, Warren. I mean, I, you know, come from a big company like Steelcase Office Furniture. They invested a lot in training. I've seen a lot of presenters. And, and same thing with tech over the years. I've seen a lot of presenters. And I remember coming into that session. And I remember you had our assessments and you says, okay, who wants to, uh, you know, I've got this exercise. He wants to volunteer. And, you know, and again, it was, it was unscripted and people left the room. And when they left the room, he says, okay, I'm going to give them this exercise. And when they come back, you're going to see this person pick up this object and look at it and make this comment. And you're going to see this person do this thing. And it's like, and when they came back in and you give them the exercise, and you pegged every one of those. And I, I remember the, the group we were in the hall, and we were kind of, and the, the, the group that volunteered, they really didn't know what the heck was going on. But you use your assessment tool to really understand, right, what their, their behaviors and uh, what drives their behaviors and their actions. Mm-hmm. And it was so impressive. And so for me, it was what a great tool to allow us to help um, lead people to find what their strengths are and enhance those strengths. Mm-hmm. right so that's what it, you know impressed me when I first met you in those four hours I mean I, again I see a lot of people Warren <laughs> some, of some of it's bs so I'll be up front with you you know and yours didn't come across as bs right <laughs> and I felt we had a great dialogue right
0: yeah we did no it was great uh and thank you for that I appreciate that and you know it's, it's setting people up for success and, and setting people up for what they do best and setting up to their strengths um you know and when you know people's problem-solving strategy, um, you really help, you can help guide them as a leader to be their best self. And I think that, mm-hmm. that's I mean, why you and I resonate so well together.
1: Very good, sir. Well, I Hello. appreciate your chat. I hope, you know, it's uh, of use, you have some use there. So, There's tons of use
0: here. So I want to thank you, Hugh, and I want to really thank you for your time that you've taken out uh, of your schedule. Um, and so if anyone wants to find you and or clean river where do they go
1: uh hugh Keynes at cleanriver.com com or clean river dot com.
0: and uh you are on linkedin as well correct mm-hmm. yes i am i know uh, you on any other social platforms
1: i am but it's on more of the personal uh like instagram and facebook and i let my wife manage the facebook side of things uh, for <laughs> us and, and uh and, you know, we've got a phenomenal marketing team that looks after, the, you know, the LinkedIn, the blogs, and those type of things. And they let me know when someone makes a comment for me to go in. And, and I try to look at that uh, quite often as well.
0: And yeah, and I highly suggest that the listeners go, uh, no matter where you are in the world, and go to Clean River, uh, the Clean River website. Um, and really take a look at the work that they're doing, because it is, it is you know, you're, you're trying to make a clean pond. And I, for one, appreciate that, Hugh, and everything that you do.
1: Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Definitely appreciate the conversation and the the support that you're you're giving us.
0: Well, it's well-deserved. So there you have it, folks. It was a great time here again today. This is Warren Berry flocking off to go beyond the pond, to better the pond, because we're better together. Thank you, Hugh.
1: Thank you, Warren.
0: Well, thanks for landing on the Better the Pond podcast. Do you know someone who should be in our flock? Contact Warren at warren at instinctivesolutions.ca to tell us their story. Until next time, what ripples will you
1: create? Cheers.